This is the time of our service where we celebrate the Lord's table together. We do this pretty much every week, uh, which we are together. This is the time for communion, and it is important to remember that communion is primarily about remembering a person. It isn't about reigniting the power of Jesus' crucifixion. It's not about doing something to, devi- to, to obtain favor with God, to merit favor with God. It is about remembering Jesus. It's about remembering who he is and what he did. And as we do this, I'd like to direct our attention to Colossians 1. We're going to look, we're going to start at verses 13 and 14, and then we're actually going to work our way backward back to verse 9. So look at verses 13 and 14 with me. It says, For he, that is God, rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us To the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In this world, citizenship can be granted or revoked, but only one ever has had the ability to transfer citizenship from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus. Only one has had the ability to transfer eternal citizenship. And God did this through his son, Jesus. It is in Jesus that we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. We saw that in verse 14. And only Jesus' perfect life, and only Jesus' sacrifice, and only Jesus' death, only Jesus' resurrection, only the gospel of our Savior Jesus could bring about such a radical change that bears such weight on Our eternity. And as we remember Jesus' death and resurrection, we should remember the bearing that he has on our eternity. But we must also remember the bearing that the gospel of our Savior Jesus has on our life today. In the verses preceding verses 13 and 14, Paul is sharing with the Colossians what he is praying for them. And look at verse 11. He prays that they would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. For what? For the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. This is for the believers to whom he is writing. And listen, you only need steadfastness and patience if things aren't easy. It doesn't take steadfastness to endure things that you really like and are really comfortable. Hardships for believers, struggles. Paul desires them to hold firm in their faith in the midst of life's trials, in the midst of life's struggles and hardships. And then look at verse 10. He prays that they would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Paul is praying that they would make good decisions. That their actions, every one, would be worshipful and pleasing to God. And then look at verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will 
in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Paul prays for their thinking, for their minds, that they would know God's will, which we find in Scripture, his revealed will, that they would know that, and that they would have wisdom and understanding to live well in light of this understanding. Why does he pray these things? We'll go back to verse 13. Because for, why are these things important? Why is our thinking important? Why are our decisions important? Why is our steadfastness in the midst of life's trials and hardships important? For God rescued us through his son Jesus. The reality of what Jesus has done in the gospel must impact our thinking that we would know God's will through his word. And that we would have spiritual wisdom and understanding, that is, that we would know what is pleasing to God and how to live it out practically. And then verse 10, that we would have our lives be different because of this, that we would walk in a manner pleasing to him. We don't walk in a manner to make ourselves right with him. Jesus did that, and in response to that, we live worshipfully, wanting to please him in all that we do. And then verse 10, so that our lives would be different, that we'd walk in a manner pleasing to him, and then that we would be strengthened with all power, divine power, so that we may endure being steadfast and patient in the midst of life's hardships and trials. Have you ever thought about that, that your ability in Christ to endure the hardships and trials of this world is strengthened because you're in Christ? You have been given divine power to endure life's hardships and trials, to be steadfast in your faith, to endure joyfully living worshipfully. What a gift of God. And and do you notice that all of this is in response to what Jesus has done? All of this this is, this is about us responding and living in light of what Jesus has done. So this morning as you take the bread and you take the cup and you prepare your heart to take communion, what are you going to remember? What should you remember? What are you going to pray for? I, I encourage you this morning to, to remember and reflect on the complete sufficiency of Jesus' work on the cross. Only his body, only his blood was the acceptable sacrifice for our sins. Only him giving of himself would bring about redemption and forgiveness of sins. Only his death and his resurrection could bring about a transfer from the domain of darkness to his kingdom. And I encourage you to pray that in light of all of who Jesus is and all of what he has accomplished, that you would know well his revealed will in his word and that you would know how in light of this you should conduct yourself and live for his glory and that you in response to his complete satisfying work would walk in a manner worthy of Jesus to be pleasing to him. And where there is known sin in your life, that you would confess it, begin the process of repentance, 
that you would pray that you would be strengthened with divine power so that you would press on with all of the variables that enter your life this next week that you don't expect that are hard and trying. And that in the midst of those, you would respond worshipfully in a way pleasing to the Lord in holiness. There is so much hope and joy found in being one who has been saved by God. And if that's not you this morning, then we ask that you let the bread and and the cup, that you let them pass. This is a time of remembrance for believers to remember their Savior and what he has done. But I'd also plead with you to, to repent, to find redemption, to find forgiveness of sins in Jesus, to turn from living for yourself and to Trust in the work of Jesus and submit your life wholly to him. If you have questions about the gospel or anything you've heard just now, I would love to talk to you. Any one of the elders um, would love to speak with you more. This is the most important thing you could ever hear or know is the gospel. The men are going to come and pass out the bread and the juice. And I encourage you to to pray, to prepare your heart. And as you're prepared, go ahead and, and take the bread and the juice on your own this morning and then we'll pray together shortly.